want you to stop talking and start drinking. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. Let's drink! I need you guys to be amazing tonight, so start drinking now. Okay, let's go. It is the Modern Eater Show, 706 in the Mile High City, six minutes past the hour. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. Um, get right to it. So I'm going to bring Emily Fletcher on the line right now, Brian. And um, Jay's kind of shuffling things around the studio. But Emily, do we have you live from Acreage? You sure do. This is cool. So in the kitchen every single week, it's usually at 645, but um, we, we kind of made an adjustment tonight. But Emily Fletcher, the food editor for TheModernEater.com and also a writer in the kitchen, Emily, every single week will not only um, be pretty much hosting the segment on the radio show for In the Kitchen, but she's also writing an, art, an article of such featured guests. This week, Chef Daniel Asher. So TheModernEater.com. Emily's new article is up. I think it's a great one. You'll enjoy it. But let's go to the VIP line as well to welcome to the Modern Eater Show in his kitchen right now at Acreage. His name is Chef Daniel Asher. Thank you, sir. How are you guys? <laughs> Doing great. Uh, thanks for taking... Saturday night's never a great time for a chef to be in the kitchen, but we love to hear all the noise, Daniel. So if you have to yell something out or, or order up or whatever you do in the kitchen, feel free, okay? Perfect. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. So, Emily, let's just start at the beginning because you had a conversation with Chef Asher this um, past week, a couple of days ago, that really uh, was cornbread. kind of, uh, I love this, he's, he's, he's doing his thing in the kitchen. Uh, take the lead with that of what you talked about, Emily. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you're going to hear some noise. It is no joke. It is busy up here tonight. So, um, you know, again, essentially, uh, Chef Daniel Asher and myself and some ciders, um, Eric Foster, to chat a lot about food philosophy and the fact that really the way the way that we see food, the food industry, what we eat, how we cook, um, really spills over into our life. And a lot of the way that people eat is also the way that they live. And I think it is absolutely the case with um, Chef Daniel Asher. Chef, where did you get this philosophy from? Were you born with it or was it an acquired thing? Um, I think, you know, growing up, my mom was very conscientious of um, growing food. We had a couple um, gardens on the side of the house that she used extremely efficiently. Um, she baked all her own bread from scratch, uh, and she cured her own meat. I mean, it was uh, she's a very um, amazing, passionate woman who kind of expresses her love through food, and I think that's kind of what I connected with at a very young age to, um, you know, kind of spend time with her in the kitchen because I was so fascinated by the smells and the sounds and the vibe. Um, and then when I was, uh, you know, super young, like seven, eight, nine years old, I was just making food with her and learning how to make you know, sauces and and rolling meatballs and, you know, just the basic, um, you know, beautiful core elements of the beauty of food, you know, and, and getting greens from the garden for salad and topping them with some, you know, oil and a little bit of uh, vinegar and salt and just connecting with the beautiful flavor of simple ingredients that are grown with love. And I think that connection formed my desire to seek out these relationships with everything that I want to bring into a kitchen to work with and play with and, you know, hopefully turn people on to the, the beauty of food grown with integrity and with vision and with purpose. So, Daniel, Brian Freeman here. I know you have a couple kids. Um, are you teaching yeah. them the same? Are you, you got a garden? 
Um, you know, honestly, I'm I'm personally not often awesome growing things, and I, I I don't have time to like focus on you know nourishing things for personal use, but I definitely professionally focus on that. Um, but you know, at home, I'm I'm very um, specific about making sure you know our family has um, you know really great food that's clean and organic and grown with love um, from people that I know so that I want, you know, their bodies to be nourished with the same integrity that I want to see. Yes, in the kitchen. Can I give you chicken nibbles for five Well, Daniel, not a lot of people know what what a great guy Daniel is and what he talks about, his integrity. It's really deep, and it's it's all the food. You know, I, I've worked with Daniel from a distributor level mm-hmm. for years and years, and I'll tell you, there was always one thing that Daniel said is, is, I want to make sure that farmer's taken care of, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pay what I need to pay because I know it's going back to the farm. Right. Uh, Daniel, I know you're in and out, but a question to you to answer when you can. Uh, as, as far as it goes with keeping the integrity of, of your sourcing and your ph- philosophies, uh, w- it, let's face it, it, along the road somewhere, it could have been easy for you to cut corners and probably still could today. What keeps you on the track of food integrity, sourcing, community, and the values that you have there within? Um, I think transparency is super important. Um, you know, if anyone, you know, from staff to guests wanted to see what was going, going on in the walk-in coolers, um, you know, I happily would incorporate that into any sort of tour of, of um, you know, how a good kitchen is run. Um, I don't, you know, I, I think there's definitely some um, kitchens that would not necessarily love people to see what's going on in their walk-in versus what's written on the menu. Um, because unfortunately doing things, you know, expressing yourself in a certain way and doing things um, with that same level of intention gets extremely challenging. Um, in a commercial kitchen environment. And, you know, I think people reach a point where you need to cut corners based on, you know, whether it's, you know, tiny margins, which are notorious in this industry, which is very hard to work with. Um, And, um, you know, trying to meet certain goals. But if you compromise the quality of the food, yeah, service, kind of discounting the ability to connect with the food cost. And, you know, having that ability to share that knowledge with guests is extremely important because I want people to know the difference between a beautiful, locally grown, you know, organic heirloom tomato versus a, uh, you know, commodity, mass produced tomato that's been gassed so it gets a feeling color and there's no flavor and it's devoid of any sort of soul. Um, obviously, there's a huge price difference between those two tomatoes and that price difference has to translate on a menu. So if your guests are aware of why you're eating that, the cost of the Two products that share the same label of tomato. In reality, are completely different things. They couldn't be more different. Um, then you're doing that whole equation a disservice. So optimally, I want guests to understand what it takes to grow food properly, the farmer to be compensated properly, um, so that everyone along that that kind of uh, journey of growing, um, there's a, a fair trade experience happening, and there's a fair compensation experience happening. Um, and you know, it's, it's really all about extra time to think about things on a, on a little bit of a deeper level, um, and not getting lost in the chaos and the hustle and bustle of 
you know, normal restaurant life, whatever normal happens to be. <laughs> yeah, Emily intimated in the article that she wrote about you of responsibilities that we all have as human beings every day that we wake up and how we kind of fit into this world. And, and I think food and beverage is uh, really your wheelhouse. But what are some of the responsibilities that you believe as human beings that we should all notice so that we can all be symbiotic? Um, well, I think, yeah, and I, I appreciate her touching on that idea of hospitality um, is kind of a universal experience. It's not an industry that people choose to enter if they're working in, you know, restaurants and hotels and um, that experience. You know, have the opportunity to experience hospitality when you're walking into the bank and you, you know, hold the door open behind you for someone that might be walking in as well and you're about someone behind me. And I hold the door open for them and make their process a little bit easier. Or if someone, uh, you know, aggressively cuts you off in traffic instead of jumping to a negative place of what the hell's wrong with that person and getting all angry about it, you take a moment to think, wow, I hope they're okay. I hope they're not dealing with some terrible emergency. They're obviously trying to get somewhere faster than I am. Um, and you kind of wish them good luck on their journey. Um, but I think we get so wrapped up in our own process and our own equation, um, we internalize things and we um, get kind of selfish about how we tend to view experiences like that and it affects That's how it affects me as opposed to how does it affect the us and the we. Um, so if people are able to kind of, you know, Google Maps, zoom out in moments and look at the bigger picture, you know, getting cut off in traffic is not the end of the world. It's just part of the journey of deciding to thrive in this day and age. Um, there's no reason to get angry about it and send that negative energy, um, you know, to other people around you. Um, and I think those moments of thoughtfulness um, and kindness are what hospitality is all about. It's about thinking of others. In a restaurant, it's expressed very simply by saying, can I get you more water? Um, or, hey, you look like you don't know where the bathroom is. Let me, let me, uh, you know, show you the way. Or, hey, you look cold. Can I, can I adjust the heat for you? It's very easy in a restaurant to gauge people's needs are because they're showing up ultimately hungry and thirsty. So right out of the gate, you already know what the relationship is about. Um, but when you're out in the actual world, you don't know what people's relationship is in that moment. So you have to think a little harder and dig a little deeper and make sure everyone's okay. You know, if someone's kind of looking around on the street, maybe they're lost. Check in and say, hey, can I help you find something? You look, look lost. Are you okay? Um, if someone's, you know, walking by you and they seem super upset, just say, hey, you know, hope your day gets better. You know, if we take these opportunities to express our, you know, universal connection to one another in those quiet moments when no one's watching, um, it kind of creates this culture of humanity, which is, I think we, we have never needed more desperately than right now, is to be kind and thoughtful with one another. Let's just end the yeah, show right I now. Know. I mean, I, don't you love it? It's Daniel. like it's a Buddhist philosophy wow. from and, this guy. And then it just, goes yeah. into his food and how yeah. he he does business with people. Uh, Daniel Asher online with us. He's in Acreage. You can find him at River and Woods as well. Emily Fletcher wrote a great article about him. Emily, t- uh, finish it up. Take it. Take it from here. Uh, how can I follow that up? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, you know, I said it earlier, but Jeff Daniel is good people i'm standing right next to him hugging him right now he's just he's good people i feel like i'm gonna listen to this podcast over and over to get ready for my day right go out there into the world it's just like a better person (laughs) 
Yeah, it, it, Emily's a great gal too, um, Daniel. I'm glad you two could meet each other. No, it's been phenomenal connecting over this experience, and uh, thank you guys for the opportunity to uh, showcase you know, the beautiful um, new restaurant on the hill in Lafayette Acreage and uh, the amazing stem cider production facility, which has full transparency through glass windows next door. Restaurant, and uh, please come check out River and Woods in Boulder, which is approaching its beautiful second year uh, this September. Um, and yeah, I just you know I want to encourage people listening to um, just connect with where your food comes from. You know, like really reach out and you know know your farmer, know where who's growing your food. You know, who's producing things that you're feeding yourself and your family. Um, you know, make sure those people are taken care of properly. And it's not just about it's not just about food. It's about you know what shoes are you wearing? What t-shirt are you wearing? What car are you driving? It's important to know what companies you're supporting when you vote um, with your dollars. You're making an active and conscious decision to say, I agree with this equation. Um, so just do some extra due diligence and make sure that those equations you're supporting feel good. Um, because the world is a extremely complicated place, and um, the more you know about decisions you make and how they impact yourself and your family, um, you know, the more the more chance for uh, positive experience you're creating for yourself. Yeah, you could do that, or you could just uh, go with the expert, Daniel Asher, who you just heard from, and know that you can go to Acreage and River and Woods, and all of that's in place, and you can just enjoy a beverage and some food, which is fantastic. Uh, thank you, Chef. I appreciate your time. Is there anything else that you'd like to direct people to in closing, maybe an event that's coming up, or something near and dear to your heart? Uh, yeah, well, uh, tomorrow here at Acreage, uh, there's the uh, release party for uh, the salted cucumber cider. Yeah in conjunction with The Real Dill, uh, the greatest pickle company in the free world. Um, and we're doing a pickle eating contest with the uh, uh, um, habanero pickle chips in our Rhode Island country, uh, some oyster shooters from Goose Point Oyster Company. Um, just lots of fun stuff. And uh, also tomorrow afternoon, it's the JCC in Boulder. Um, is the Jewish Food Festival, um, highlighting a beautiful connected food coming from the Milk and Honey Farm um, on premise of Boulder. So it's a great event to connect with small local producers doing great work in the community. Hey, Dan, Daniel, Brian Freeman, one last question for you. Are you guys yeah. moving uh, the cider grass to the, your new location in Lafayette? Uh, yeah, yeah that, that, this will be the new... Uh, Headquarters, so to speak, for the Cidergrass Festival. Um, there'll be an awesome band shell overlooking the entire front range. There's views from Castle Rock up to Estes. Um, absolutely beautiful panorama. And the band shell will be in the front of that backdrop. Um, and uh, yeah, Cidergrass is going to get bigger and better. And uh, here in Lafayette is going to be the, the nucleus of that experience. So uh, that should be lots of live music here all summer. Thank you, and then Chef. Also live music in the uh, backyard at River and Woods, um, bluegrass, and beautiful uh, jam bands, and uh, one of the local artists performing uh, a couple nights a week over the summer um, in the backyard at River and Woods. A much smaller venue than here in Acreage, but a great live music experience. Appreciate your time, Chef. Thank you so much. Thank we you love you, Daniel. We you love go. you, babe. And Emily, thank you. Home run. You did a great job. Thank you, Emily. Thanks, guys. Oh, Have a great night. There she is, Emily Fletcher, um, real estate agent by day and uh, food lover by night, and does a great job for the themoderneater.com. She's killing it right really now. Really appreciate Emily, Emily. So thanks to them. We'll come back. There's a lot going on here. Fairy Gut Mother's in studio with us, along with um, the friends of the show. And there's just so much love in this room right now. 
And uh, it's going to be really cool to talk about this event that's going up. Sarah Beatty, um, there's a casino cook-off in Blackhawk that's going to be happening. And we want to give you all the details with that. And then Resolute Brewing Company, that'll round off the show. Uh, We'll do Resolute Brewing Company and booze in the news with all the booze news you can use. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com.